Hey, Bible, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Monday, January 22nd. Happy Celebration of Life Day, which reminds us life is precious and should be celebrated, even if it ain't going so good. Coincidentally, today is also Roe versus Wade Day, which celebrates the Supreme Court decision that basically legalized abortion and is the opposite of a celebration of life. Of course, the Supreme Court did overturn Roe in 2022, which all that means is the states get to decide their own abortion laws, if any. And there's either been slightly more or slightly fewer abortions in the year since, depending on which news reports pushing which agenda on which day. Bottom line, nothing much has really changed, except you may have to drive a little farther to end your baby, or buy the pills off the internet. And it's interesting that the beast system people still don't like to admit that. The ending the baby part, I mean. Not in public, anyway. It's like the only ones still think it's a secret is them. They want to frame the argument in terms of when life begins, conception or birth, and guess which one they pick. But don't fall for it, because in junior college biology, we learn that life cannot arise from non-living matter, or you'd never be able to sterilize anything. That sperm and that egg were already alive when they joined up to make a whole new person. But the abortion people can't win no converts being honest. Because, see, nobody can make you be evil. You have to choose it. And most folks want to choose good. So the beast has to convince us that evil is good. Not that it takes all that much convincing. Most of us can't dethrone God fast enough. I mean, that's what Satan did in the Garden of Eden when he was like, No, Eve, you won't die. If you eat that apple, you'll be just like God. Honest. And Eve was like, yeah, that checks. Where do I sign? And that's been Satan's go-to ever since. Our reading for today is Genesis 44, 1-45-28, Matthew 14, 13-36, Psalm 18, 37-50, and Proverbs 4, 11-13. So if y'all are ready, ain't that wild? Our free will, the very thing that puts us at risk, is also our best defense against the devil. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, so yesterday on the 21st in the Old Testament, we read Genesis 42:18 through 43:34. And Joseph had just put his brothers in prison for 3 days and said to send one of them back to get their youngest brother. But 3 days later he's changed his mind and says he'll keep one in prison and send the rest back to get the brother. And the brothers all discuss how this is happening to them because of the way they treated Joseph all those years ago. And Reuben's like, I told y'all to leave him alone. But they didn't know Joseph could understand them, and he got upset. But anyway, he decides to hold Simeon hostage, and he fills the rest of their sacks with food and sends them on their way. And he also put their money back in their sacks and didn't tell them, which when they discovered it later, they thought they were going to get in even more trouble. So they get back and tell Jacob the whole story. And notice he's called Jacob and not Israel. And Jacob's furious. And they argue about it, but ultimately Jacob won't let him take Benjamin and go back to get Simeon. Which I get, but still, that's bad. And in chapter 43, eventually they run out of the Egyptian food and they have to go back. And it's another big argument. But this time Jacob relents. And it's interesting that Judah was the one to talk him into taking Benjamin. Because it was Judah's idea to sell Joseph in the first place. And Jacob says to take some gifts with him to maybe gain favor with the guy. And they were still worried about the money in their sacks, so they took double money back with them in case it was an oversight. When they get there, Joseph invites them over for dinner, 
and that's where they connect back up with Simeon. The butler brought him over before Joseph got there. And verse 26 says, And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand into the house and bowed themselves to him to the earth, just like he dreamed when he was a kid. And Joseph can barely contain himself and has to leave the room to weep. And just to mess with them, he seats them according to their rank in the family. But they still didn't catch on who he really was. And that's where we stopped reading. I kind of like the family dynamic. So Joseph holds Simeon. And Simeon is the second oldest and a son of Leah. And I think Joseph, hearing the remorse coming from Reuben, he chose to keep Simeon, the second oldest, in jail. Now, there were two deals for the return to get more food and and to get Simeon. Reuben's deal is just awful. He says, Dad, you can kill two of your grandsons if I fail to bring Benjamin back. Well, you know, Jacob didn't take him up on that offer. But Judah, he said, I will be surety for Benjamin. If I fail, put the blame on me alone. And that was something Jacob could go along with. But Jacob was willing. I mean, everybody was tested in this. Jacob is ready to leave Simeon and Egypt in jail and let everyone starve to keep Benjamin, his last born, to his favorite wife. But Jacob takes Judah's deal, of course, but not with a lot of confidence in God. I think Joseph had enough confidence in God for everyone. And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew thirteen forty-seven through fourteen twelve, And Jesus has been teaching them through parables. And he gives them one more. He says again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. Then he says, Have ye understood all these things? And they say unto him, Yea, Lord. And you know you lying, you ain't understood nothing. But Jesus don't call him out and just goes on with another parable. And he says, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Referring to both the New Testament and the Old Testament. And it came to pass meaning later on, probably the next day is what I'm thinking, that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence for Nazareth. And he taught in the synagogue there. And he talked like he knew what he was talking about, which was amazing to his neighbors, but more like they were offended. Because who is this carpenter's kid to tell us what to do? But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief, which is an important concept. According to your faith, so be it. Like how I'm always saying you have to have faith first before you can see the evidence. Well, here's an example. So in chapter 14, long about now, Jesus has got himself on Herod's radar. And he thinks this is John the Baptist come back from the dead to get him because Herod had executed John. And basically what happened was Herod was messing around with Herodias, his brother's wife, and John called him out for it. So Herod threw him in jail, but he didn't really want to kill him. But on Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for him at the party and got him all spun up, and like a fool, he promised her anything she wanted. So she asks her mom, who obviously didn't want John the Baptist interfering with her meal ticket, and she tells the girl to ask for his head on a platter. And Herod don't want to do it, but he promised in front of everybody, so he does. There's a lot of good stuff on this passage we're reading. But I'm going to go to Jesus' experience in his hometown. 
They thought they knew him, and they shut their ears. They have natural confidence of a boy that grew up in the town, not in the Son of God, actually doing miracles everywhere else. Jesus couldn't do much at all for them. They didn't have hope for healing because they couldn't get past their natural knowledge. And then in Psalms, we read Psalm 18, 16 through 36. And David is still praising God. And this is a long song, so he really wants to praise him. He says, The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. And that's kind of important because we're saved by grace through faith, but we do get rewarded according to our works. And he goes on about that for several verses. He says, With the merciful, thou wilt shew thyself merciful. With an upright man, thou wilt shew thyself upright. With the pure, thou wilt shew thyself pure. And with the froward, thou wilt shew thyself froward. We get what we ask for, basically, like I keep saying. And then verse 33 says, He maketh my feet like hinds feet, swift and nimble, in other words, and setteth me upon my high places. And I've always pictured like a deer or something standing on top of a mountain on his back legs reaching up toward heaven. But I think those are actually supposed to be two separate concepts. And he says, He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken in mine arms. Kind of like how in his name, even demons will bow down to you. David giving God full credit for everything. David knew faith, also known as confidence in God, that it determines everything. According to our faith, Jesus tells us repeatedly later, it's according to our faith. What we really believe shows, manifests in our life, in our soul. And about six or maybe seven years ago during a struggle, the Lord impressed me with, if I really believe what I say I believe, then no one can add to that and no one can take from that. Integrity comes with confidence in God. And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs 4, 7 through 10. And basically that says, wisdom is the principal thing. So get that. And while you're getting, get understanding. If you can just learn to love wisdom and understanding, or truth, if you will, your life will go so much better. Uh, Yeah, and I like the way it says, you know, exalt wisdom and embrace her. She will deliver grace and glory to our head. And another place is written, call her our sister, love her. But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for January 22nd is Genesis 44.1 through 45.28. And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put every man's money in his sack's mouth, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, and his corn money. And he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their asses. And when they were gone out of the city and not yet far off, Joseph said unto his steward, Up, follow after the men. And when thou dost overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have ye rewarded evil for good? Is not this it in which my Lord drinketh? And whereby indeed he divineth? Ye have done evil in so doing. And he overtook them, and he spake unto them these same words. And they said unto him, Wherefore saith my Lord these words? God forbid that thy servants should do according to this thing. Behold, the money which we found in our sacks' mouths, we brought again unto thee out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal out of thy Lord's house silver or gold? With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, both let him die, and we also will be my Lord's bondmen. And he said, Now also let it be according unto your words. He with whom it is found shall be my servant. 
and ye shall be blameless. Then they speedily took down every man his sack to the ground, and opened every man his sack. And he searched, and began at the eldest, and left at the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they rent their clothes, and laded every man his ass, and returned to the city. And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house, for he was yet there. And they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that ye have done? Wot ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine? And Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. And he said, God forbid that I should do so. But the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get you up in peace unto your father. Then Judah came near unto him and said, O my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not thine anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servants, saying, Have ye a father or a brother? And we said unto my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loveth him. And thou saidst unto thy servants, Bring him down unto me, that I may set mine eyes upon him. And we said unto my Lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. And thou saidst unto thy servants, Except your youngest brother come down with you, ye shall see my face no more. And it came to pass, when we came up unto thy servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. And our father said, Go again and buy us a little food. And we said, We cannot go down. If our youngest brother be with us, then we will go down. For we may not see the man's face, except our youngest brother be with us. And thy servant my father said unto us, Ye know that my wife bare me two sons. And the one went out from me, and I said, Surely he is torn in pieces. And I saw him not since. And if ye take this also from me, and mischief befall him, ye shall bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. Now therefore, when I come to thy servant my father, and the lad be not with us, seeing that his life is bound up in the lad's life, it shall come to pass, when he seeth that the lad is not with us, that he will die, and thy servant shall bring down the gray hairs of thy servant our father with sorrow to the grave. For thy servant became surety for the lad unto my father, saying, If I bring him not unto thee, then I shall bear the blame to my father forever. Now therefore, I pray thee, let thy servant abide instead of the lad, a bondman to my lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. For how shall I go up to my father, and the lad be not with me? lest peradventure I see the evil that shall come on my father. Chapter 45 Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him, and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land. And yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth, and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Haste ye, and go up to my father, and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, 
God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not, and thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy herds, and all that thou hast. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. And behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that speaketh unto you. And ye shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt, and of all that ye have seen. And ye shall haste and bring down my father hither. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck, and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brethren, and wept upon them. And after that his brethren talked with him. And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well, and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, Laid your beasts, and go, get you unto the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households, and come unto me, and I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and ye shall eat the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded, this do ye, take you wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones, and for your wives, and bring your father, and come. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. And the children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons, according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provision for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment. But to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father he sent after this manner, ten asses laden with the good things of Egypt, and ten she-asses laden with corn and bread and meat for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. And he said unto them, See that ye fall not out by the way. And they went up out of Egypt, and came unto the land of Canaan, unto Jacob their father and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph my son is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. Our reading in the New Testament for January 22nd is Matthew 14, 13-36. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages, and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and took the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women and children. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship, and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, 
Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about, and brought unto him all that were diseased, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. And our reading in Psalms for January 22nd is Psalm 18, 37 through 50. I have pursued mine enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again till they were consumed. I have wounded them that they were not able to rise. They are fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle. Thou hast subdued under me those that rose up against me. Thou hast also given me the necks of mine enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They cried, but there was none to save them. Even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them small as the dust before the wind. I did cast them out as the dirt in the streets. Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of the people, and thou hast made me the head of the heathen. A people whom I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves unto me. The strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God that avengeth me, and subdueth the people under me. He delivereth me from mine enemies. Yea, thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Great deliverance giveth he to his king, and sheweth mercy to his anointed, to David and to his seed for evermore. And our reading in Proverbs for January 22nd is Proverbs 4, 11-13. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. And that was our reading for the 22nd. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is about Genesis 50 verse 20, which says, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. So hit the 30 second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on how God has everything under control, because prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, Every time Joseph got a little bit ahead, life unjustly knocked him backwards. Just as he began to rise above his slavery, the lies of a woman thrust him into prison. Joseph helped a man with the power to free him, but was betrayed and left in prison to rot. Similar oppression is common to many of our lives. But just as Joseph couldn't have saved the region from famine had his life gone differently, we know you conduct our lives in harmony with your holy plan. May we never forget that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, that's all the Bible yawling I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody that's listening and let this podcast be of some kind of help. Amen.
You can look for us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you want to support it, best thing you can do is to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to BibleYallPodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make things any better, just try not to make things any worse. Thanks, everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible, y'all. Josh, what? Don't say, oh, just go, just go straight into it. Because all them people out there don't know what's going on here. <laughs>